Now we have a special uh, <clears throat> speaker today, Pastor Hilmer. And uh, for those of you who don't know Pastor Hilmer, she has preached a lot in her life. Uh, she used to be lead pastor of our church in Namibia. And uh, her and Mark have moved down here to come and be a part of what we are um, building here. And we formed a really great relationship with them in the seven years that we planted in Namibia. And uh, that relationship is bearing fruit. So, Hilma, we're so glad you get to come and preach here as well. So, everyone say, God bless Pastor Hilma. Good morning. I think this stand might be a bit too high with my computer on here. Can you guys see my face? <laughs> yeah, that's much better. Thank you. Awesome. It's so great to be in the house of the Lord this morning and to preach this message. It's such an honor. Thank you so much, Pastor Andrew and Pastor Carol, for entrusting me with this. And I am just excited. It's been such an amazing week celebrating my birthday and birthdays of close friends. And yeah, the Lord has just been doing so many things this week, and I cannot thank him enough. So this morning... We are continuing with our finding freedom in the commandments, and I hope that you guys have been enjoying it so far and finding the freedom that God wants you to find, okay? And I just really want to remind us again, as we're doing these 10 commandments, it's not because we want people to go back and understand this is the law, these are the commandments, you know, you have to live like this. It's not ultimately just about what's right and what's wrong, but really the commandments were given to us by God so that we can experience a loving relationship with him and with others. It is guidelines to help us be able to live in such a way that brings everything out of this life that God meant us to, to experience with him and with others, okay? So that should be what we take away from. And so this morning, before we continue, I just want to open up in prayer, and then we continue with the fifth commandment, which is all about honoring your mother and your father. So Father God, we want to thank you so much for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, that your word is living and active. We thank you, Lord, that you want to speak to every heart here, Lord. We thank you that you just come and minister. Holy Spirit, take your rightful place. In, in, in this place, Lord. Take your rightful place in our minds and our hearts and just come and drop that knowledge, that impartation, that anointing and grace for what you want to do in everyone that is seated here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. So in Exodus 20 verse 12, the commandment number five says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your mother and your father. So I was asked to preach this commandment because I'm, I'm the youngest on the staff, okay? So, and I still need to learn more about authority, right, Carol? <laughs> I, think, I think that's why I was chosen, um, but I'm just joking. But yeah, this commandment, is a very, very important commandment. In fact, we find it repeated so many times over and over in the Bible by Jesus himself, by Paul the apostle, and 
by Moses, even 40, about 40 years later when he had to come back to the commandments and, and remind this new generation that was about to go into the promised land, he went on to say this, to repeat this commandment, and it sounded a bit different from what we just read in Exodus 20:20. 20, 20. It says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So that the day, your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord is giving you. So this is a unique command among all the commandments in that it's the only one where we find a promise on a directly linked to this commandment. It says your days will be long and it will go well with you. So if you want to have success in your life and you want to have long life, then guess what? This commandment is the one to treasure, but they're all important, okay? So it's really because, you know, sometimes we, we read about books on how to be successful in life, 10 steps to success, 10 steps to, to living long, drink this, do that. But really, it can be as simple as honoring your parents that brings success and long life. And that when, when, when they say long life here in the Bible, it doesn't just mean it's long life in terms of lifespan. It actually means that your offspring, your descendants, everybody after you will be blessed. They will have a full life and they will have a great life in the land that they are. So God has always wanted us to be blessed as his people. Huh? That was his original intent that humanity will be blessed. And this is the commandment that he gave us so that blessing will come. And this commandment, We've heard a lot. How many of you have heard this at, at school? Anybody? Nobody? No hands? At school? Okay, let's start at home. How many of you have heard your parents say this? You must honor your mother and father growing up, right? And sometimes it, it was good and sometimes it start, sounded a bit like you're just saying that because you want to manipulate me to do something, right? Yeah? And then we've heard it at school as well. We've heard it at Sunday school that it's important for us to honor our parents. And a lot of the times when we read this commandment, we always think in terms of little children honoring their parents. No? And I'm sure that even when I, was, I, I started this message, some of you probably would have thought as parents sitting here, oh man, my child should have been here. Or that youth kid should have been here to listen to this message. Right? So this is not just about young children honoring their mothers and fathers. In fact, in this context of Exodus, it was referred to adult children. People that had a mind of their own, a will of their own, they could make their own decisions and wanted to be free from the interference of the inconvenience of aging parents that may be in the way of their inheritance, yeah, and a, an inconvenient to live with. So when we look through this, let's not just think young children. Let's also think as an adult. Am I honoring my parents? Amen. The commandment to honor our parents is a commandment to help us understand and relate to authority. Everything starts at home. Okay? Family is the building block of society. The first time we encounter authority is in the home. The first place we learn to submit is in the home. 
Okay? So if we don't get honor right at home, we can forget about getting honor right anywhere else. I tell you, it's almost a given that if somebody has uh, issues with authority at home, with their parents, with their mom or their dad, it's a guarantee almost all the time that they will have issues with their boss at work, they will have issues with their pastors and their leaders, they will just have issues with leadership. Yeah? And often if we experience negative leadership at home, if the authority that we were exposed to was overbearing and was not great, then every time we get exposed to authority, there's just a bitter taste in our mouths concerning that. Isn't it? Yeah? So authority starts at home. The, the, the ability to learn to submit and recognize authority starts at home. And um, when we look at this, looking at the home and looking at the importance of honoring our parents, we will see that in the Bible, there are so many examples of people that were picked out that didn't honor their parents and how their lives turned out. You know, I can think of Absalom, <laughs> David's son. I can think of Ham that uh, uncovered his father Noah and, he was laugh and, 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 and was laughing at his father and uncovering his nakedness and how it ended with him. But I really want us to look at the example of Reuben. Simply because Reuben came out of a very interesting family. And sometimes when we're exposed to certain things in our lives, we feel like we have the right not to honor that authority because of what they've done to us. And I want us to look at the example of Reuben because I want us to see what happened with his life and how it could have been different for him. The impact it had not only on him, but the descendants after him. Okay? So I want us to open up our Bibles in Genesis 49, starting from verse 3. I need to keep reminding myself that there are no slides here. <laughs> so I actually have to, yeah. So if we're all there in Genesis uh, 49, verse 3, this is the moment where Jacob is about to leave. He's about to die. He calls all his sons together, and he wants to bless them. And this is what he says of Reuben. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the first fruit of my strength, preeminent in dignity and preeminent in power, unstable as water. You shall not have preeminence because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. Okay? Now we're wondering what is going on here. If you remember Jacob, Jacob, the father of Reuben, had two wives, remember? He had a wife that he didn't want, that he was tricked into marrying according to the culture and the custom of that nation. And then the one he really wanted was Leah, that he had to work for an additional seven years to get. And when he finally got this woman, he, he was stuck with two wives. 
But the one he really loved was Leah. Leah was the one he wanted to be with. He, I mean, I mean, oh, Rachel, sorry, not Leah. Leah was the one he didn't like. It says Leah was not pretty. She had weak eyes. And Rachel is the one that he really loved, okay? So in this time, Leah was the one who gave birth to so many kids from the beginning to Jacob. And she was hoping that as she bears him sons, he would begin to love her. But it just didn't change. And Reuben was the firstborn son of Leah. So imagine being Reuben, growing up in a house where your mother is the least favorite wife. Huh? You're the eldest, but your father loves his other wife with the second last born son being his favorite. Remember, Rachel was the mother of Joseph and Benjamin, the beloved. They were so loved. They were, they were Jacob's favorite. So Reuben, Reuben must have been growing up with resentment in his heart and just not feeling loved and accepted in this home. And as he was growing up, he was just like, man, I don't, I don't, I, this father of mine, you know. So he had unresolved issues with his dad and he was really struggling in that relationship. So much so that he actually ended up sleeping with his father's concubine. Okay? Or extra wife. Side chick. Okay? Side chick. Not a wife. Side chick who was a slave of uh, Rachel. She was a slave of Rachel. And in those days, you could still give your slave to give birth for, on your behalf if you couldn't. Yeah? But... This is the woman that Reuben ended up sleeping with. That, that is defiling your father's bed. Yeah? Now, a lot of us sitting here, we're thinking, oh my goodness, this is so bad. How could he do that? You know? A lot of us might not end up sleeping with our father's concubines. You know? That's terrible. Okay? But there are other things that we can do to dishonor our parents. Okay? There are things like speaking badly about them, treating them with contempt and attitude, neglecting them in their old age, signing deals on behalf of their properties against their wealth. Okay? Sometimes you would hear of a parent who discovers that the property they thought was theirs is now in a different name. And the person who did it is one of their own kids. And it wasn't even their wish. You know? So there are other things that we can do today that dishonor our parents and they do have consequences. And here we can see how Jacob was not happy with what his son did. And this is what he pronounced upon his son. And if we continue to read in 1 Chronicles 5 verse 1, we will see what actually happened to Reuben in the end. It says the sons of Reuben, the first one, 1 Chronicles 5 verse 1, for those who want to follow. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn but because he defiled his father's couch, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the sons of Israel, Jacob, so that he could not be enrolled as the oldest son. That was so sad. It's so sad. It really is. And when, 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 when we honor when God commands us to honor our family, I mean our parents, it's because he knows that he has bestowed blessing 
upon this commandment. And where we dishonor, we can miss out on the blessing that God has for us. Now that word honor means to make weighty, to make heavy, to esteem, to hold in high regard. It doesn't necessarily mean to obey, but to honor, to hold in high esteem. We can honor someone without having to do everything they say we must do, especially when it comes to sin. Okay? And we can look more into that. But God wants us to honor. Because when we honor our parents, we learn how to honor the authority structures that he has in place. So as it starts at home, with me honoring my parents, my mom and my dad, and me having a blessing that will run down generations, it moves on into society. I learn how to honor my leaders. I learn how to honor government leaders. Even though they may not be perfect, we honor them. Okay? I learn how to honor my boss at work. Even though he's giving me a tough time, or she's giving me a tough time, I learn to honor. And as I'm honoring, I know that I'm not doing it necessarily because of the people but because of the God I serve. Okay? God is the highest place of honor. So when we honor God, we honor what he's placed in, uh, what he placed as authority structures. To dishonor his authority structures means to dishonor him. You know when, 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 when the, well, uh, the apostles were being persecuted in Rome? It was really terrible when they were being told to not preach the word, Peter actually said, we need to honor the leader. But the same Peter who said, honor the king, hold him, high, hold him in high regard, huh? this Roman leader, is the same Peter who said, we have to obey God rather than man in continuing to preach the gospel. So even though it means we're going to lose our lives, we will obey God rather than man. But how we disobey authority is very, very important. Okay? So we learn how to, um, to obey and honor the structures that God has placed. And there are many. I mean, the Bible says when it comes to the home, we honor our parents, but it starts with honoring marriage. Okay? Marriage must be honored. In Hebrews 13 verse 4, we treat Marriage is weighty. Okay? We know that if a married man is coming to flirt or a married woman is coming to flirt and you see that ring, you're like, whoo, I'm out. Why? Because I honor the fact that they're married. Yeah? The Bible speaks about honoring wives, honoring their husbands, and husbands also honoring their wives. Do you know that? In marriage. Yeah? So honor is not just for children and the parents, but it starts there. As we grow, we learn to honor the authority structures that God has placed in, 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 in society. 
So uh, sometimes when we, when, when we learn about, when we hear about honor and submission, we, we're very uh, negative because of the way we've experienced it and because of the way people use power when they're given power. But we must always remember that as kingdom people, what did Jesus say when he spoke about who is the greatest in the kingdom? Who will lead the others? He said the greatest must be the one who serves the others. Okay? So this actually works best when we learn to live according to God's standards. Because authority wasn't given to oppress people. So it doesn't mean that whoever is in a place of authority is in a place of authority to oppress and treat people like dirt and just say, hey, I'm the boss, you do what I tell you to do. Or I'm your mother, you better do what I tell you to do. You know, that's not, that's not, that's not what authority is. Authority is leading like Jesus did. And we see him as such a great example, how he treated children. Okay? He regarded children valuable. They were valuable to him. He allowed children to come and receive a blessing in a culture where children were just to be seen and not heard. He said, bring the children, let me bless them. The way he treated women in a culture where women were seen to be lesser than men. Okay? So when it comes to honoring people in authority, it's not that those that are honoring those in authority are lesser. Because we are all valuable in the sight of Jesus, in the sight of God. We are created equally as humans. Yeah? We are all equal. We are all valuable. The least of the least and the greatest of the greatest. Yeah? But there are authority structures that God has put in place for society to function well. And it's only going to function if we learn how to respect those authority structures. Okay? And when we look at the Godhead, mm, I love it, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, perfect union, perfect submission to each other. You know, the Father sends the Son to do His will. The Son honors the Father by doing the will of the Father. The Son sends the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reminds us of the Son and keeps the same agenda. Doesn't do their own thing. The Son could have said, no, I'm not doing this. Why must I lay my life down? Why must I go to the cross? Right? And when we see that in the Godhead and how the Godhead relates to each other, we can learn how to relate to each other here on earth in the context of authority. Yeah. We are all equal. We just have different roles. Okay. And so we honor those that God has placed in authority. And may I just say, honor has more to do with the person that's doing the honoring than the person that is in authority. I remember a friend of mine who used to tell this joke when we were growing up. He was like, yeah, um, there was this, this guy, saw this lovely lady coming from a restaurant, and he knew where her car was, so he ran quickly, and he opened the door for her, and, and he ran to the car to open the door. And then the lady was just so like, ah, stop doing this. 
Who told you I'm a lady? You're not supposed to do this because she doesn't like the whole, don't treat me like a lady. I'm not a lady. And then the guy said, lady, I'm not doing this because you're a lady. I'm doing this because I'm a gentleman. Hey! Right? It's about who he is. And it's the same with when it comes to authority. It has more to do with the person that has to honor than the person that is being honored. Yeah? So when I know it's more about my heart and my attitude, I don't care about the imperfections as much. Huh? So it teaches us that it doesn't matter if your parents are not perfect, if your leaders are not perfect, if your boss is not perfect. It's all about you and your heart attitude towards these people. You recognize the position they have, the responsibility and authority given to them. Okay? And I was reminded the one time I just moved out of um, my previous place that I was staying in back home in Namibia. And I was, a, I was still a campus pastor that time, so I, I was just looking for a new place where I could just stay by myself because I came from a, a house full of girls and I just wanted peace and quiet now. I wanted to live alone and just be able to focus more, <laughs> you know? And I remember I found this nice place and then the owner called me in because he wanted to go through the contract with me and everything. And when I saw him, it was this tall guy, right? Very tall. And he called me into the sitting room and we were sitting there, their lounge, and he had his cigarette going and he had his, his beer. I remember he had a cigarette and he had his beer. And he said, no, come in, sit down. And he's sitting and he's going through the, the contract with me. And he's like, yeah, you see this and this and this. And every second, third word is the F word and the S word just coming out of his mouth. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, help me. And so he's taking me through the contract and he's speaking. And then eventually he says, I need to make sure that you'll be able to, to pay monthly. So what do you do? And I'm like, no, I'm a campus minister, so I'm trying to explain. As I'm continuing, he jumps up and takes his cigarette and put it out, take the beer and put it at the back. And he's like, you're a pastor. I'm like, uh, yeah, but why didn't you tell me you're a pastor? And I'm like, I didn't know it makes, what difference does it make? But I'm smoking and drinking in front of a pastor. <laughs> so he really made, it, made me laugh. But what I learned from his actions was this. He was like, he didn't care that, and guys, I was really much more, I was really skinny. I was so tiny that time. He didn't care how skinny and how tiny I was. The minute I mentioned that he, I'm a pastor, he saw right past that and saw and in his mind, he knew the position and authority that a pastor carries. And he honored that by taking away the stuff that he knows. This represents moral excellence, so I better remove that, you know? And, and, and that is what honor really is. It is recognizing the authority, the position, the responsibility that comes with that position. And saying, I'll honor that. Amen. Okay, and so how far do we go when it comes to honor? Because as an African woman, I know that there's always a tension when it comes to honoring our parents. We are taught that when you honor your parents, a lot of the times 
not just your parents, even those in authority, it's blind allegiance, right? You obey everything they say. And it causes a lot of tension in our relationships, especially when we get saved. Yeah? I, I need to honor my parents and what they want me to do, but it's also against the word of God. How do I handle that? Okay? So we know now that honor doesn't mean obedience. Honor means that I can disobey honorably. Okay? And we see it in the Bible. We see that even in the Bible, there were people that had to honor authority but not obey what they were doing or telling them to do, especially when it relates to sin. Daniel and his friends bowing before the statue of the king. He did not honor the king in that way. This is the verdict that went out. Everybody, I mean the edict, everybody must bow before the king. But he said, I can't. I, I need to bow before God. The midwives in Egypt, when there was, they, they, everybody was commanded, all the midwives, when the Israelites gave, give birth, birth every male child born, throw into the Nile. There were two that didn't respond to that, right? And through them, Moses was born through their covering, okay? So there's so many other examples we can see that honor doesn't always mean I have to obey, okay? We don't honor to the point of sin. And with that said, I, I just want to share a, a short testimony um, of the time when I was getting married. So culturally, we have this bridal shower party. And at the cultural bridal shower, it's always the Friday night before the Saturday, right? So you come, and then you've got representative from your mother's clan and your father's clan, and they're celebrating. And what happens is I have to wear this bead that has been in our family for generations. Everybody that gets married gets that bead, and then for that ceremony only. And as they put this around you, it's symbolic that you belong to us. You belong to our people, but at the same time, they invoke spiritual entities to come and guide you. Yeah? So it's, it's more than just the beads. And I remember having to wrestle with this thing with my parents, and I said, look, I can do the bridal shower, but I cannot wear those beads, and there will be no invoking of spirits to come and lead me and my family and my descendants because I carry the Holy Spirit. So I asked them, can we take those beads, put them in the basket just in front of me while we do the other processions as symbolic so that I belong to you, to my people. I want to honor that part, but I'm not going to wear it to invoke spirits on me. And they agreed. <laughs> you know? It went, it, there was a lot of prayer going into it, but they agreed. So we don't have to agree with everything to honor, especially when it comes to sin and disobeying God. Amen. Amen. And with that said, I just want to say this last one. Romans 12 verse 10 says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. As we learn to honor in the homes, we learn to honor authority outside the home, but we also learn to honor each other as we value and respect one another as those created in the image and likeness of God. Honor is something that brings blessings, not just down my generations, down our offspring, 
but in society as a whole. So I really want to encourage us in this place this morning to look into our hearts, to really just look into our hearts and just ask the question, God, how have I been doing in the area of honoring my parents? How have I been doing in the area of honoring those who have placed an authority over me? Maybe it wasn't my mom and dad, but it's an uncle and an aunt I grew up with. How am I doing with my bosses, the authority at work, the authorities that you've placed in this nation? How am I doing in my heart towards the leadership in this church, my connect group leader, my pastor, the authority that has been given to the ashes to guide and help people in the sanctuary. How am I doing? Am I responding in an honorable way? Or am I taking on what society is doing where it's all about me and what I want and I don't care about people? I don't care about who's on authority. I want to do things my own way. Father, this morning, we, we just yield our hearts to you, my Lord. And we say, will you just come and, and minister, minister in those areas of brokenness where authority is concerned. Bring healing, O oh Lord. Where we've been abused and misused by authority figures that they've defined us wrongly. ask that you break that off the words they said that were so painful so hurtful against you against who you say we are just break that off Lord just break that off right now I just want to call Pastor Andrew as a representative of authority male authority especially him to come and pray for us as a church in this area thank you Hilma. I know this is a tough topic for some people if I look throughout this congregation anyone who's been in church for a long time you've probably been hurt by pastors probably been hurt by church I look throughout this room and based on how many people we counsel I can guarantee many of you have been hurt by father figures authority figures and I want to stand here as a pastor the father and authority figure and say on behalf of those who have hurt and wounded you I'm sorry God never intended that. God is the ultimate father, the ultimate authority figure. And I want you to just with your eyes closed this morning, picture yourself coming before your heavenly father. 
and releasing to him those male authority figures, pastors, fathers who've hurt and wounded you. Maybe some of you have even in your heart said, I'll never trust a pastor again. Well, I'll never be a father like my father and there was judgment. But whatever it might be, won't you just give that to your heavenly father right now and say, I release it. Holy Spirit, would you come? Where there's been pain, hurt, wounding, abuse, control. I stand in the gap and I pray that you right now would remove the power of that over each person's soul and we hand it over to you Lord Jesus we hand it over to you Heavenly Father and as you let it go let him fill your heart with the ability to see those people the way he sees them We're all broken. We're all going to do stuff that breaks others. But right now, there's a healing of the Holy Spirit going on in souls that have been wounded, hurt, damaged. And would you take a few seconds right now, any vows you've made? I'll never trust another authority figure. I'll never trust a pastor. Don't trust church. You'll get hurt in church. Whatever walls you might have built to protect yourself, would you give those to Jesus as well this morning and say, Lord, give me the grace. to see them as you see them. And heal the wounds, heal the pain. And I want to do one last thing I sense is, some of you are in relationships right now that are very difficult to honor. You have difficult bosses, difficult father, difficult authority figures I declare right now the angel of the Lord encamps about the righteous and he delivers them and father I pray for each person in this place each person watching where there are people in places of authority and they're using those to bring pain to anyone in this place I'm asking that you would protect them that if possible and necessary, even remove them to a safer place. But we pray for those who are perpetrating that. Would you invade their hearts even right now as we speak? Just picture them. We release your Holy Spirit to come and flood their hearts and souls. We cut off every demonic assignment operating in their lives. That would trigger them and that you, Lord, would do a miracle in their lives. That every person here and the places of authority that they carry, they would be able to represent you and not perpetuate 
any of the pain they may have experienced. We choose to have you heal our hearts, that we would be godly fathers, godly mothers, godly leaders, godly bosses. And all God's people said, Amen.